Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. Sometimes Math Dude, one of the other Quick and Dirty Tips podcast hosts, gets questions that are more about writing than they are about math. So today, I'm going to answer some of those questions he gets. Okay, Jason, what's the first numbers-related question? Hi, Minyan. The first question is sort of deceptively simple. How should numbers be written? I honestly can't tell you how many times I've stopped and wondered if I'm writing something wrong. For example, should a small integer, let's say 2, be written in words as T-W-O or as the numeral 2? What about double-digit numbers? Should the number 25 be written out as a number or in words? In which case, should there be a hyphen between 20 and 5? As if that's not enough, what about really big numbers like 12,150 or even bigger? I'm kind of hoping you say no to this, but is there ever a time to write a number like that out in words? Okay, the reason people get confused about how to write numbers is that different style guides make different recommendations, so it's easy to hear different rules from different people. In general, the Chicago Manual of Style wants you to write out the words for more numbers than other style guides. For example, the Associated Press and the British newspaper The Guardian both recommend that their writers use the words for numbers less than 10 and the numeral for anything bigger. So if you're writing, today firefighters rescued nine cats from trees, for the Associated Press, you'd write out the word nine. But if you said, yesterday firefighters rescued 11 cats from trees, you'd use the number 11. But the Chicago Manual of Style recommends writing out the words for all whole numbers 100 and lower, and also for big round numbers, such as 1,000 and 20,000. So if you were writing using Chicago style and you wrote last year local firefighters rescued 47 cats from trees, you'd write out the words 47, even though you'd use the number in AP and Guardian style. There are a huge number of exceptions to these rules. So if questions about numbers come up a lot for you, you really need to get a style guide and look it up. The Chicago Manual of Style has a whole chapter just on numbers. Great, thanks. Okay, what's the next question? The second question is really a continuation of the first. How should fractional numbers be written? For example, is it better to write a fraction like one-half using two numerals and a slash, or should it just be written out in words? And what about more complex and unwieldy fractions like 25-27ths and mixed fractions like three-and-a-half? Yeah, fractions are even more complicated than whole numbers. First, you have what some sources call the simple fractions. These include one-half, one-quarter, one-eighth, three-quarters, and so on. And most sources want you to spell out these fractions in text. 
In most cases, you use a hyphen with the words, so you'd write two hyphen thirds and three hyphen quarters. However, style guides still differ once we go beyond simple fractions, and this time it's the Associated Press that wants you to spell out everything. They recommend spelling out all fractions less than one. But the Chicago Manual of Style wants you to convert anything that isn't a simple fraction to decimal form. So you'd write five sixteenths for the Associated Press, the words with a hyphen, five hyphen sixteenths, but you'd convert it to 0.3125 for the Chicago Manual of Style. Of course, the Associated Press also says that if you're using lots of unusual fractions, you should consider converting them to decimals. So one or two five-sixteenths and seven-fifteenths are fine, but if you have a lot of them, convert them all to decimals. Again, there are a lot of exceptions. For example, even though you should write out fractions in text according to The Guardian, you still use figures, the one-slash-two for half, in tables and recipes. And the Chicago Manual of Style also notes that the rules can be different for technical documents. One thing is consistent, though. If you're writing the numerals for a whole number with a fraction, like two and an eighth, you leave a space between them. So it's the number two, space, and then the one-eighth symbol. And one final word on fractions. The Guardian Style Guide makes an excellent point that you should try to avoid mixing fractions and percentages in the same story. Stick with one format. It's one of those be consistent rules. Perfect, thanks. Okay, what's the last one? Okay, the last question is kind of a fun one. Why do we, by which I mean Americans, call math math, while the British and lots of other people call it maths? I really have no idea. Any thoughts? I actually can't give you an answer about why it's math in the U.S., but maths in the U.K., but I can give you some history. Of course, both math and maths are a short version of the word mathematics. It comes from the Latin mathematica. It's plural in Latin, which is why it has an S on it in English, but we treat it as singular. That change from plural to singular happens sometimes with Latin words that come into English. For example, agenda is plural in Latin, but we treat it as singular in English. So it's not that unusual that mathematics is singular. In both British and American English, the early use of math and maths were followed by a period, indicating that they were abbreviations for mathematics. It looks like Americans abbreviated it at first, because the first example of math in the Oxford English Dictionary is from 1891, and the first use of maths comes later in 1911. It was only over time that they both became words in their own right instead of being considered abbreviations and started appearing without the period at the end. Thanks also to Jason Marshall, the math dude, for sharing his questions with me. And this week, he's also addressing some math questions that I've received. So check out his Math Dude podcast to find out what the word and means in a sentence about math. Does it imply a decimal point, addition, or something else? And what's the difference between probability and odds? That's the Math Dude podcast. I'm Mignon Fogarty. That's all. Thanks for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. 
With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.